Hey y'all, it's your favorite sensual brown beauty, Mahogany here. And today I am going to talk to you all about my challenges and struggles with advocating for my son to get his diagnosis for autism. It has been a long seven years, y'all, and I finally got it today. So this is why I'm going to share. So... I've been literally fighting for this diagnosis for seven years, okay? Um, I kind of figured out something with, it, with my baby, Alonzo, when he was about eight months old back in 2015. And what made me feel like something maybe different was that he cried for like three plus hours. And I mean, for any parents out there who know, three plus hours is a bit extreme, right? So I talked to the pediatrician. I let her know what was going on, what we were, you know, experiencing at home with Alonzo. And what they did was they gave me a family therapist, but the family therapist mainly focused on and talked about me. She was very interested in the fact that I had been in foster care, you know, and that I had a baby that passed away because, you know, in your files, these things follow you. I don't know if y'all know that, but the shit follows you. So they was more concerned with me and my mental health, which I get it, but we weren't there for me. So, you know, from that time on, I had seen maybe about three or four different therapists explaining my story, explaining my story from beginning to end. And for some reason, we just never made it to Alonzo and what he was dealing with in his story. We were just always talking about me. And I found that to be odd because I'm here for my baby. Excuse me. For my baby. So um, what I found in my experience, I'm not sure about anybody else, but in my experience, I feel like the ball got dropped because we were receiving Medi-Cal. Um, for those of you who don't know, Medi-Cal is a government provided medical insurance. So that's right, taxpayers, you know, they pay for that. And I'm a taxpayer, so it wasn't that the role me having it. But anyways, um, <laughs> where I noticed the real shift that was when my husband, we was able to get insurance through his job as a longshoreman. Now, they have some good ass insurance for those who don't know. So, you know, we got this corporation spitting out this money so hell yeah we're gonna go ahead and evaluate your baby for you no problem you know and finally after seven long years today i got that diagnosis and let me tell you i cried i bawled my eyes out because parenting is already hard it's difficult right i mean and we gotta do it because we you know we created them however I have four children, okay? Plus my angel baby. May God may he rest in peace, you know. God take care of him. But I have a soon to be twelve year old, seven year old, which is Alonzo, five year old, Jamie, two year old Jalen. So my hands are always full. I'm always going, I'm always doing something, you know. And mornings are very challenging for us. 
Alonzo doesn't get much sleep at night. So in the mornings, he's a little like, you know, late to start no matter what time it is. So, you know, he'll take maybe an hour to just start to get dressed. So then now everybody's late and behind. I'm frustrated trying to get the baby from holding on to my ankle. Got to straighten up Jamie hair before she go to school. Make sure they all got everything they're supposed to have on. And I'm doing this shit all by myself. Yes, I am married. But the reality is from day one, I am the primary caretaker of the children um and that's a whole nother conversation but um because i know people be like oh you marry you got help not true um there's also another podcast out there that commented on being a single parent inside of a marriage and that's a lot of what i've been dealing with on top of parenting on top of advocating for my son to get the services that he needs so that's why today is really big for me it's huge it's a ooh, it's a milestone that I'm glad we finally, you know, we reached. So now we have another couple of weeks that we have to wait before his actual ABA therapy start. And then we'll get hooked up like the regional center, which will so is supposed to follow him his whole life and provide him with resources. Um, black folks, it is okay to have your child evaluated if you see the signs. There is nothing wrong with seeking help if you can get the help get the help because it's people like me out here fighting knocking down doors kicking the you know i'm trying to get this shit done and they looking at me like i'm crazy because i apparently this is foreign to them people are actually giving a fuck about their kids but i brought up to black people for a reason i know there's a stigma and a lot growing up we're taught to keep what goes on in our house in our house and not to talk about our problems our issues but bullshit that's what i call it's time to speak up and speak out and get the help that you need, especially for these babies who didn't ask to be here. Life is hard enough. It shouldn't be even harder because they can't get the you know services and resources that they need in order to function. At the end of the day, when we're all old and needing our asses wiped, guess what? They're going to need to know how to take care of people. And the only way that they can know how to take care of people is to know how to take care of themselves. And the only way to know how to take care of themselves is they understand themselves and then they get the correct guidance. We don't know everything. We cannot teach our children everything. That's fact. Okay. So I challenge every person, mainly every black person, because, you know, other races don't have a problem with getting their kids together. Every black person, if you see the signs, don't ignore that shit. Attack that shit. Beat that shit down. Because at the end of the day, me and my uh, my children, we're a team in this. We all getting, you know, counseling and training and resources in order to better support Alonzo growing up. Also, educators. Educate yourselves on autism. My son is at his third school and I thank God for this school because this school has people who are willing to learn, do the work, or have the experience. What I found dealing with SFUSD is there's not a lot of autism awareness. There's not a lot of autism knowledge, training, none of that. So what brought me to that point was the first school that my son went to fucked him up. Okay, because they didn't know what they were doing and they wanted to use my son to help kickstart their program. 
No, sir. No, thank you. We will not be guinea pigging on Alonzo. We're going to get him the help that he needs from somebody who already knows how to help him. Because we can't learn with you along the way. That's not what... No. Try somebody else. Okay? So, what that resulted in was my concerns falling on deaf ears, not being taken seriously as a black mother, and now my child has been violent on campus to himself and others. He's not like that in any other setting, any other school that he's been to, and this school that he's been to now said, well, we don't even know what kid that was because he's totally different here. So that goes to show knowledge is power. Educate yourselves, educators. If your school is not going to fund you to get educated and trained in this area, pick up a phone and Google that shit. Because a lot of what I've learned about autism, I've been researching for seven years on Google. Okay? It's not hard. Also, let's teach our kids to be more kind, loving, and understanding to differences. Not just of skin color or same sex. Because, I mean, like, we really push that shit on kids, right? But let's get real. Kids need to know and do better when it comes to skin color and when it comes to differences when it, with disabilities. Like, that's a huge one. Because a lot of what I fear for Alonzo is that he's going to be bullied for being who he is, for using his imagination and not following the norm of what society says is a norm, for being his own person and not being programmed to society's ways. Um he get that from me. <laughs> but, you know, let's just all do better at having these tough conversations with our families. Um, I challenge everybody to just do a little research and just realize that everybody's not the same. Everybody's different. And different is fucking cool, okay? My baby at five years old told me he wanted to be a paleontologist. Half you adults don't know what that shit is because I didn't, okay? I had to look it up. I said, oh, my God, this boy is smart. He could tell you about any dinosaur. He'll act like a dinosaur. He'll tell you his favorite one, what they eat, where they originated from, all kinds of shit. He do his own research. He go to the library. I mean, dude is highly intelligent. However, he is socially and emotionally immature, meaning that he does not connect with other kids his age all the time. It's very difficult. He has a harder time making eye contact. Um, he likes to play his way and his way only. It's just a lot of like no, not knowing and understanding boundaries, having anxiety around heights, um, having certain foods that he likes. Like he likes everything to be pretty much dry. So then we have to factor in like functional constipation there which hey if that was too much information for you you can absolutely leave my podcast because i'm here for raw healing and that's what this podcast is about but that's real shit on a day <laughs> like literally that's what we go through and you know having a support system is everything because literally Although I'm married, I, like I said earlier in the podcast, I am doing this shit alone. And I'm going to pat my own self on the back because, shit, half the time I don't want to get out of bed. Life be too hard for me, you know? And 
shoot. I, my, my mental stability is not the best, but guess what? I make myself get up and go get it done for him so that once I'm done taking care of him and getting him out the way, getting all his services together, then I can focus on me and not feel guilty about it. Like, I just don't feel comfortable going to spill my whole life story and what's going on with me, what's wrong with me when my child is suffering and not getting everything that he needs. That's bullshit. I ain't that type of mama. You know, I'm going to make sure my child is taken care of first. And then I'm going to take care of myself. And you can call it what you want to. But I challenge everybody to just do some research about all kinds of disabilities. Not just autism. But just understanding that there's other people in the world. And everybody is not the same. You know? And have love and compassion in your heart for all people. Because at the end of the day, we all have to live here on this earth. You know? And... I mean, I can't stress that enough. I love people until they piss me the fuck off. But <laughs> you get what I'm saying. Let's spread love and light and positivity and knowledge and, you know, support. You know, that's what we're here for. And I'm sorry if y'all hear my little baby Jalen snoring, but he refuses to not sleep with me. Um, <laughs> so we also have that. We do a lot of co-sleeping here. So, you know. Anyway, I hope that this podcast was helpful to some. It was definitely helpful to me to get all of this seven years worth of, you know, hiding what I was going through, what my son was going through. I finally could put it out there because we finally have that medical diagnosis and it's finally going to look up and it's up from here, y'all. Stay tuned for more from Sensual Brown Beauty Podcast from yours truly, Mahogany. Good night, y'all.